give you glory and honor. Jesus, we welcome you. We welcome the Holy Spirit. You're here with us. We acknowledge you in this place. You speak peace to your people. You impart joy. You reveal Jesus to every heart, to every person here. Great Holy Spirit, reveal Jesus. Reveal the majesty of Jesus. Reveal the glory of Jesus. Glorify Jesus in our eyes, in our hearts, in our minds. Great Holy Spirit, we thank you. Thank you for the work that you do. And we look to you. We surrender to you today. We thank you for having your way in this place. Your perfect will, dear Lord. Precious Jesus. Precious Jesus. One more time, raise your hands. Surrender to Jesus. Surrender your heart. Jesus, we love you. We surrender to you. Father, all over this room, as your people surrender to you, we thank you that you touch every life in this place. And Father, we ask you to fill us again. We hunger and we thirst for you, for your righteousness. And so we thank you for filling us up. We drink of your spirit, Father. We receive refreshing in our spirit. We receive, Father, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Great Holy Ghost. Jesus, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Let them know how much you love him. He first loved us. He demonstrated his love on the cross. Father, thank you. Thank you for the sacrifice. Thank you for the price you paid. Jesus, you gave your life for us. You gave yourself for us. We thank you for it, Lord. Thank you for new life. New hope. New mercy today. New grace in our lives. We thank you for it, Father. Glorious King Jesus. 
Jesus, you are alive. You live in us. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. Glory to God. Tell the people around you how much you love them. And we welcome you to Embassy of Hope. Are you happy this morning? Amen. Amen. We need to turn everything. I don't know. It seems way too loud over here. If you're happy and you know it, say amen. amen. Some of you didn't get that. You just it just went right over your head. Amen. Oh, thank you. I'm glad somebody's happy. I was about to can you turn this. It's a little. Seems like a lot of feedback. Okay, well, yeah, so if you're happy, then we can move forward. Otherwise, we have, we'd have to do something to help you. Is anybody here for the first time? If you are, raise your hand so we can see you. First time guests, visitors today? Nobody? Okay. Well, we welcome you all back. Are you happy to be here in church? Amen. God has good things for us. We have lunch ready for us after service. And this, you know, love feast is supposed to make it easy for you to invite people to church, just so you know. Now, if nobody new comes, that's okay. We'll enjoy lunch together. Um, but ha having food ready and provided is supposed to make it easy for us. Where we can tell them, hey, come enjoy some lunch after service. So I encourage you, just keep that in mind. And of course, you can do that every Sunday. That's also fine. But we always want to be reaching out to new people and inviting them to church. People need to be connected to what God's doing. People need to come and experience God's presence. They need to hear the word of God. And so for many people, you are the key in their life. And it's only through you that they'll ever know Jesus. So you have to keep that in mind. As we go through our life, the most important thing we can do in this life is to share Jesus with those who don't know him. Does ever, do, you, do you know someone who doesn't know Jesus? Anybody? Raise your hand if you know somebody who doesn't know Jesus. 
most, I think most of us know someone in the world, somebody who's lost, somebody who's in darkness, somebody who's in bondage, confused, depressed, addicted, Oh, there's all kinds of people, all kinds of problems. But as a child of God, you have the solution. And the solution is Jesus, right? Is that right? Amen. So don't don't withhold the answer to the people's problems. Make sure you share Jesus with as many as you can. Amen? Amen. Well, we're going to do something a little different today. Throughout the service, I'm going to take some time to introduce some of the, the leadership team to you today. And there's lots of hard work that goes into um, serving the church and that is week after week and there's lots of people that do a lot of different things and I want to mention some of them to you and some of the different things that are being done and uh, as I share with you what the church is involved in that, that gives you a better idea of how you can be involved. Because it's very important that everyone is active. You know, nobody wants something in their body that's not working. And we, we're the body of Christ. And we're only effective and we're only strong when every member is doing their part. So many of you are already active and already involved. You might want to get more involved. Um, some of you might not be very active. And be, being active is more than just, you know, sitting on Sunday. You know, chair warmer is not really an official responsibility in the church. Okay. As happy as we are that you're sitting here, there's no official chair warming department. Okay. But there's lots of things that can be done week after week. And the benefit is all yours. Because when you serve, you grow. When you serve, you develop. And it'll help you to fulfill God's plan for your life. That's why the church exists. Okay, we're like a big family. 
and every family has a mom and dad, so we get to be mom and dad. Just don't you dare call me father. <laughs> and she doesn't want to be called Pastor Niama either, just so you know. Okay, but we get to serve this community of believers, this church. And as a family, you know, we don't do everything. But we're recognizing the gifts and talents in God's people and helping you to do your part too. And also I'm going to be sharing this because over the next five weeks, starting next Sunday, you'll have the opportunity to hear from some of the different leaders in the church. You hear from me all the time, you hear from both of us often. So you're going to get a break from us for the next five weeks. And you're going to hear from different leaders in the church who are serving and who are actually leading a lot of the different ministry that happens. So you'll be blessed as you hear from them. And before today's finished, I'll introduce each of them to you. We really thank God for those who serve. Jesus said the greatest in the kingdom of heaven is the servant of all. So true greatness in God's eyes is servanthood. So one of the greatest questions you can ask is how may I serve? That's a wonderful question. How can I help? What can I do? And if you genuinely have a heart to know that, then God will give you plenty of work. You know, that's the good thing about God's kingdom. There's no unemployment. Everybody gets a job. Okay, and God will take care of you. God will meet your needs. The more involved you get in serving Him, you'll see more things happening in your own life. God will open doors for you. He'll lead you and guide you. He'll help you because he sees your desire. Okay, and desire needs to be expressed. It can't just be hidden in your heart. If you genuinely want to serve God, And, and become more active in the kingdom of God, 
then all you need to do is ask, what can I do? How can I help? How can I serve? Okay, you can ask God. Ask me, ask my wife. Ask some of the other leaders in the church. There, there is something for everyone. Amen. And, uh, you know, it's not always easy. Nobody said it was always going to be easy. And one of the difficulties, when you interact with other people, somebody's going to hurt your feelings. It's going to happen. Somebody's going to do something or say something. And it, it might disappoint you. It might hurt your feelings. That's just life. Because we are imperfect. But that's no excuse not to be involved. Because that's how you grow too. As I overcome offenses, as I walk in love and forgive, as I do those things, I get better. I get stronger. And I become even more useful to the Father. Okay, so that's the difficult part. Is that when you interact, when you serve with other people, that, that means there will be opportunity for challenge. Okay, but the Holy Ghost will help you. The grace of God is there for you. And there's really one solution to everything. Jesus summarized everything with one word. Love. That's it. If you love people, if you love each other, then you can work anything out. So God has called us to love. To walk in love. To grow in love. Amen? So, um, you know, with that, the Lord has put in my heart a, a, a little passage of Scripture Scripture in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. So we're going to read these verses. And I encourage you the next five weeks come and hear the hearts of those who are serving in the church. You know, they have given their, their life full time to the ministry. So I encourage you to come and hear from them, hear their hearts. You'll be blessed. First Thessalonians chapter 5. 
if anybody needs one of these little Bibles, we've got some. You can raise your hand. We'll get you one. Starting in verse 11. This is 1 Thessalonians 5:11. Therefore, exhort one another and build each other up, even as you also do. Okay, now these are instructions for the church. And if you're a believer in Christ, you are the church. We form the body of Christ corporately. And here the Bible tells us, exhort one another. Build each other up. Now that's what we're doing here this morning. That's what we, that, that's what should happen every time we gather. You need to be exhorted. I mean, look, I, I traveled to the other side of the world last week to be exhorted. Why? Because it's valuable to be exhorted. It's important to be built up. When we gather together, we are being built up together. Now this not just this is not just our job to exhort you and build you up. But it says to build each other up. You need to encourage one another. If you see a brother or sister kind of going backwards, exhort them. Be a source of encouragement. You need to check on each other. Call each other. Message each other. And be a source of encouragement and exhortation. We are called to build one another up. Amen. Okay, so that means all of you are bodybuilders. There's a room full of bodybuilders. You didn't know. Maybe you didn't know you were a bodybuilder, but yes, you're a bodybuilder. That's because we're building the body. And, and when you strengthen another, it strengthens you. A lot of times people are waiting for someone else to exhort them. But you encourage yourself when you encourage someone else. If you feel so weak, then build somebody else up. And you'll be strengthened too. These are our instructions. Build each other up. 
Even as you already do it, keep doing it. Don't stop. Why? Because we need to be even stronger. We need to be built up even more. And that means we keep doing it. Now, verse 12, Paul actually says, I beg you to do something else. Now, now he's begging us. I beg you, brothers. That includes the sisters. Brothers and sisters. I beg you to know those who labor among you. And now, in the church, there are people laboring. And so the Word of God now is begging us. God is begging us that we would know those who labor among us. Those who are over us in the Lord. Those who admonish us. Okay, now this opens up a whole new set of questions. And whether or not you know those who are laboring among you or not. So that, that's why I'm going to introduce some people in a moment. Okay, but it, it says here, they're laboring. And it even says that some of them are over us in the Lord. So I need to know who's over me. There are certain personality types that don't want anyone to be over them. And there's even a mentality that says, well, I'm under God, period. I answer to no one but God. That's a problem. Because here it says, you're supposed to know those who are over you in the Lord. And there should be somebody over everybody. If no one is over you, that means, number one, you're not submitted to authority. And that means if you're not submitted to authority, you have no authority. Because you can only have authority if you're submitted. That's how it works in the kingdom of God. So who's over me? I need to know that. You need to consider that for yourself. And if you're part of the church, then there are people who are over the church by God's appointment. 
And those are the ones that I need to recognize. You need to recognize them and acknowledge their place in your life. Who admonishes you? The reason God puts someone over you is so that they can admonish you. They encourage us. Sometimes they correct us. God has placed them in our lives to help us. If no one is there to admonish you, you'll be like a child left to themselves. And we know what happens to a child left to themselves. The Bible says they bring shame. So who's admonishing you? In the church, the leadership is established to admonish the body of Christ. And it's to our benefit. Somebody, if somebody is there admonishing me, it's for my benefit. So if I can recognize those who are over me in the Lord, like it says in verse 12, then verse 3 or 13, I can, it says to respect and honor them in love for their work's sake. Okay? So this is my response now. God has set some over me in the Lord. God has set some to admonish me. If I can recognize their place in my life, my response is to respect them and to honor them in love for their work's sake. It means that I value them. I value their voice in my life. All of you are valuable. And all of you have a voice. And we need to acknowledge the value in each other. And especially those who are called to lead and to, to guide us. Listen, that's valuable. You don't, maybe some people don't realize how valuable spiritual leadership is. You know, they'll go to the doctor and they'll go by everything the doctor says because they respect him. They respect his, his position. 
And there is respect due to that person. But what about our spiritual life? Those who are admonishing us. Those who are leading us. Shouldn't we respect them? Shouldn't we honor them and value their place in our life? Amen? Now, if we do that, it says that we'll have peace among ourselves. And that's a good thing, too. And so the, the end is peace. You know, there's lots of things that would try to disrupt peace in your life. And there are things we can do in order to have peace. According to this passage, peace comes from doing these things. You respect and you honor those that the Lord has placed over you. You learn to recognize and value spiritual leadership for their work's sake. Okay, what kind of work do, do I do? It's, it's laboring in the word. It's laboring in prayer. It's receiving from heaven revelation for the church. Now, if, if I believe that's important, if I believe that's valuable, then anybody who's doing that and helping to provide that to me See, I value that work. Revelation from heaven is valuable. Wisdom and understanding is valuable. Spiritual truth is valuable. And if you value those things, then you value the vessels that God uses. And so we respect and we honor the ones who are Receiving that from God and providing that to his people. So it talks here about the importance of knowing those who are laboring in the body of Christ. Those who are serving in the church. Those who are leading and feeding God's people. And that is important work. I can't emphasize enough how important it is. It, it is absolutely vital to your life. And that God has placed those people in your life. It's very important that you honor them and respect them. And I'm not saying that to get any, anything from you, for myself. Because I want to introduce others to you. But as we know those who labor among us, and we honor them and respect them for their work's sake, it's going to benefit everybody. Knowing them means we can recognize them. 
and we can express honor toward them because we value what they do. Amen. So we read that. Let's pray. Let's thank God for his word. And then we'll continue. Father, thank you for speaking to us. Your word is a lamp to our feet. It, it's a light to our path. And so, Father, we thank you for revelation today. We thank you for an impartation of truth. For every person here, Father. We thank you for it. Speak to us. We thank you your word is alive. And it's powerful. In the name of Jesus. Father, we pray for India. We pray for our state. Seek him. We pray for the city of Gangtok. We pray for the leaders, Father. And we ask, Lord, that you would have your way. And we pray that your perfect will would be done. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Now, in our church, there's lots of vision. There's lots that God has put in my heart and in the hearts of many of you. And we want to do it all. We want to do everything that God has called us to do. We want to leave nothing undone. So when we get to heaven, we want God to be able to say to us, man, you did everything I wanted you to do. Everything. Every person you were supposed to reach, you reached them. Every good work you were supposed to do, you did it. So we want to live our lives that way. So we go to heaven empty but full at the same time. We, we're, we're empty because we did it all. But we're full because of the reward that's waiting for us. Okay, but we have to be able to organize all that vision, all that desire, all that ambition. The church is actually very complex. But there, so there's lots of little details. But then we have to try and simplify things. And that's an ongoing challenge. One of the things that we, we've done is we've really we've identified four main pillars. And so these are areas that we want to develop. And these are areas that we want to uh, we want to main we want to maintain excellence in them. We want to become excellent and maintain excellence in these areas. 
And so these are also areas that I have appointed leaders in the church over. So with these four pillars, and, and there's a number of leaders that are helping in them, we can then recognize those who labor among us and make sure that we honor and respect them for the work they do. And we'll also conveniently spell the word hope. So for all the English speaking or reading people, you can, you can see we're going to spell hope. Each of the letters of this word form one of the pillars. Okay, so we're going to take some time. I'm going to highlight these four areas to you today. And we're, we're also going to recognize the leaders that are appointed in those these different areas. Now, for this, you know, we're not just trying to invent something all by ourselves. We have the Bible. And it is our example. We have the book of Acts. Which is the example of the church. When did the church begin? The church began in Acts chapter 2. On the day of Pentecost. When the Holy Spirit was poured out. And those believers were first filled with the Holy Spirit. That's when the church was born. The church was born in power. And the church went forward powerfully all through the book of Acts. So that's the example we look to. And we're going to look in Acts chapter 2 as we look at these four different areas of ministry also. Look, go over to Acts chapter 2. Let's read verse 41. This is, this is on the day of Pentecost. And it says that those who believed what Peter said were baptized and added to the church that day about 3,000 in all. That's a pretty good start. So on day one, there was 3,000 people. That was the church. They believed the gospel. They were baptized. And they formed the church. And so if we look back and we see the church in the beginning, we can see in the beginning God's original design. And those are the same kinds of things we should find in the church today. So as we spell hope, we'll see these kinds of things. Go to verse 42. The, so remember the church is born. There's 3,000 believers. That's a big group. 
Okay, there's going to be lots of work, lots of things happening. And these are the kinds of things that they did. Verse 42. All the believers. All the believers. All. Say all. All. How many? All. Not some. Just, just a few. Just the really special ones. See, all the believers means all the believers. And I'm either a believer or I'm not. If I am, then this includes me. This includes you. This is what we do. It says that they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. Okay, so there was a spiritual education that they were receiving. And they were devoted to that. Also, it mentions fellowship. Okay, they devoted themselves to these things. Teaching and fellowship. To sharing in meals. Including the Lord's Supper. And to prayer. Okay, so there's actually four different parts to this verse. And this is how we come up with four pillars also. Okay, there's, there's some very important components here. This is how the church began. This is how the church should be. These are the things that we need in order to have a healthy church. We don't just want to be healthy. We want to be thriving. We want to have so much life and so much strength that it's contagious. We don't want to be a boring church. We don't want to be a dead church. We want to be a living organism. And we have to have these, these, these components for sure. The Word of God goes into even more detail about these things all the way through the rest of Acts chapter 2. And we'll look at a few of the verses as we move forward. Okay, now with this example, we want to spell the word hope. These, these four pillars of the church. Okay, and in verse 42, what we just read, it does mention fellowship. And so with fellowship, we, we have H and we, we have the word hospitality. Okay, hospitality is important in the kingdom of God. Do you know what it means to be hospitable? What am I doing when I'm being hospitable? It means that I'm hosting someone. 
If you've ever had someone at your house, you became the host. And as hosts, we should be hospitable. Who do we host every Sunday? Well, for one, we host the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. So we want to make sure we're being hospitable toward Him. So Jesus is welcome. He's the chief guest every single time we gather together. We host His presence. We, we host the laws. Unbelievers are welcome to come. And we need to show them hospitality. So this is a whole department of the church. It's the hospitality department. And there's lots more that we'll do in the future. If you love to serve people, you love to host people. If you're a very hospitable person, then there's some things you can do in this area. This department involves Sunday services, all the volunteers, all those who are involved in helps ministry, the ushers are part of this. They're hosting the people who come. Okay, so all those who are serving on Sunday are part of this team. That's why we're supposed to be friendly. You know? I mean, they're, they're called the happy ushers, not the grumpy ushers. Right. To be a good host, I need to be happy. Okay, this also, this department also has a future application in, in home fellowships. We, we can see in the future houses of hope all over the city. And so we need more hospitable people to open their homes in the coming days. Okay, and this department of the church, we have one of the dear sisters in the church who serves. And she helps lead this department. And that is all the way in the back. All the way in the back, Sister Jyoti. Stand up once. I think everybody knows her. Stand up once. And this is her. Everybody look at Jyoti. Go ahead. Take a nice look. Give her a hand. We thank God for her. You can sit down. We thank God for her and all that she does for the church. So she's helping to organize and lead the hospitality department. There's lots to do. There's lots more to do. And we thank God for her. You'll be hearing for her from her sometime in the next few weeks. 
And it'll be great. As she shares more about what she does and what the future holds for us. So we really thank God for Jyoti. Maybe she'll share a little bit how she even came to Jesus. We found her when she didn't know Jesus. But look what the Lord has done. Look what the Lord is doing. So I'm, gonna, I'm going through these briefly and, and over the next few weeks there will be more detail because you'll hear from the leadership directly. Um, with hospitality, you can see a little bit more of this in Acts chapter 2, verse 46. In that verse, it says they worshipped together at the temple each day. They met in homes for the Lord's Supper and shared their meals with great joy and generosity. Okay, so with that, there's lots of hospitality happening. When you have fellowship and you have homes, people opening their homes, there's going to be hospitality. There's food involved. And it says they did all this with great joy and generosity. So that's what we want. O is outreach. Yeah. O is outreach. And this involves all the outreach we do locally and outside of Sikkim as well. So today we're going to be sending out our, the missions team for Orissa. And Sister Nirmala, stand up. Give her a hand. We thank God for you. And, and she leads the outreach department. And she has done a great job. We're really excited about the future of outreach. And we're excited about this trip that they're going to be taking today. Outreach is a huge part of the church. We, we should be constantly reaching out. If we do, look what verse 47 says. This is what the believers were doing. All the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day, it says, the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. Imagine that. Every single day, somebody was joining the fellowship. That's because everybody was reaching out. Everybody was active. Everybody was involved. It doesn't mean that somebody has to come to the, the main church every day. But it means that God's people are active every day. 
And I try to keep that in mind every day. As I'm living my life, I'm thinking, who does the Lord want to add to the church today? God wants to do something every day. And we should be reaching out all the time. So as a church, we organize outreaches. You know, every month something's happening. And this is another important area to be involved in. Outreach. Winning souls. Preaching the gospel. Okay, now there's, there's a lot to develop in this area too. And mostly we're looking in the area of media, how we can reach out more through media. So we're still praying out the details. Okay, but you need to be involved in outreach too. And we thank God for all those in the church that go out on outreaches. Man, we're, we're passing out tracts, sharing Jesus with people all the time. There's nothing you could do with your time that's more valuable than that. Amen? All right. P stands for prayer. And this includes worship. And in all the activities that relate to our ministry to the Lord. So prayer and worship. And this, this involves a few other things. It involves following up with guests and those who visit the church. Because we collect prayer requests from people too. Okay, and in the future we'll have more home groups, prayer groups in different homes in our community. Okay, this department is overseen um, by Sister Priscilla, who's in the, I think, I think she's in the children's church today. So she takes the prayer side, of course, Bikash takes the worship side. So, Bikash, you have to stand up too on behalf of you and your wife. Give him a hand. So we thank God for Bikash, we thank God for Priscilla. They're a very important part of the church. Okay, so, so here's another area. The area of prayer, which includes worship. So we have a prayer team on Sunday. We have prayer fellowship happening throughout the week. And uh, so be involved. This is your ministry to the Lord. This is what keeps us from being selfish Christians. Because we're either a house of prayer or a den of thieves. Gunda. Something about a gunda. All right, so... So I'm going brief because we don't have a whole lot of time to focus on each of these. 
E stands for education. Okay, and this, again, this has lots of different, uh, underneath this one title, you have lots of different things to do. Okay, but this is related a lot to the next generation. And so we have youth ministry with this. We have children's ministry with this. Uh, some of these things happen on Sunday, of course. We also have a school that's part of the ministry, Hope Academy. So it, it involves some natural education, but also spiritual education. And so with that, we have men's ministry, we have women's ministry. And so it's all designed to educate us. So whether it's a man, a woman, a child, a youth, there's education. And so in some of these different areas, we have different leaders. Uh, Sandesh, stand up. Give him a hand. He, along with his wife, Radna, you stand up too. Okay, this lovely couple. They lead the youth ministry. And they're doing a great job. We appreciate them imparting into the next generation. Amen? Okay, so there's lots of areas of focus underneath education. And, and there's one more leader who helps to oversee a lot of these different areas. And, and that's Rupak. Rupak's all the way in the back. You can turn and see who that is in the back. Most of us know who he is. But he, he has his, his hands in almost everything. And so he's another one that is very active in leading this fellowship. Okay, so I mentioned briefly some of the things that they're doing. And over the next few, few weeks, you'll hear from them directly. And I encourage you, as you're listening to what the church is doing, look for ways you can be more involved. Amen? And as you become more active, then we can move forward together and we can do more for the glory of Jesus. There's so much more that God wants to do. When Jesus saw the multitudes in Matthew chapter 9, it says that he was moved with compassion for them. Because they were weary and scattered. Like sheep without a shepherd. And he, he told his disciples to pray to the Lord of the harvest that he would thrust out more laborers into the harvest. 
So the only way we can reach the harvest, that means reaching people. Okay, and a harvest has to go in a barn. That's what the church is. So we reach people, we bring them into the fellowship. The only way that can happen is if there's many laborers. That's you. Amen? Yes, you. Me? Yes, you. We are his laborers. Amen? And together we're building his church. Which is a great honor, a great privilege. So thank you again for all who are involved in that. Now, I want to have the, the missions team come. We're going to pray for them.